This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Plan on paying less for the coverage you need with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get a quote today at FBHP.com. With Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith. Welcome. Hi Mike. How are you? Oh, so good. How are you? I'm ready to go. Good. Ready to go. That's great. In the Snickers hot seat. Hot seats. Plural. Plural. Coach Dave McGinnis, Red Bryan from Titans Radio. Welcome. Hello. Glad to be here. You want a Snickers? Max hitting the Snickers early. I saw him make the move. <laughs> no, I just put, he initially. I just, my, I just put my hand on it. Uh huh. He's we'll guarding the Snickers. Yeah. I've got it ready to go for you, Amy. <laughs> Rhett Bryan is busy preparing Titans Countdown for Titans Radio. All our great Titans Radio stations throughout the Mid South coming up on Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Getting ready for the 500th Titans game of all time. Pretty wild. It's crazy, right? It's been a minute. It's, some days it seems longer than others, but it doesn't seem like it's been that long. Coach Mack has been involved in over 300 Titans games mm-hmm. as a broadcaster and as a coach. That's correct. That's pretty amazing, too. But you two, you two having done all 500 games, that's a milestone. I mean, it really is. And in this business, if you want to stay a long time, you got to be good. And uh, clearly you guys – are good at it. Well, thank you. You're nice Appreciate to say that. that. Amy Wells has been involved in over 200 Titans games. I have? You have. Whoa. I'm not old enough to have done 200 of anything, right? No, you've done over 200. <laughs> 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 no. that's, in- that's incredible to me. And it's just amazing that it's amazing how fast time goes. It is. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that approaching 500 games, it's it just goes like that as you have done the research Rhett what jumped out to you that you didn't remember at least initially and that you went whoa now I remember that well I'm not the the recall machine that you are so that happens more frequently on my (laughs) end of things Uh, just looking through certain periods of time and certain games I mean I, I can't recall anything specifically but there's been a few things I'm like, I forgot that that took place. Right. Or X player got hurt because this happened and, you know, it just millions of scenarios over those years. But um, I certainly remember the good ones. I mean, golly, there's so many great ones in there. Your favorite t- Steve McNair game, my favorite Steve McNair game, December the 1st of 2002 in the Meadowlands, you know, with a busted up chest and ribs and an ankle and everything else going on and – he brings in the two-point conversion himself, and uh, I just, you know, it was amazing. That was, you always talk about it, but that was the precursor to him the following year being the co-MVP of the league with Peyton Manning because it put him on the national register because they were playing in a New York market. You have to be encountering so many names and so many <laughs> faces and things that you're like, oh, my gosh, I – I forgot about this player. Sure. That I forgot about this team that it was made up in this way. How fun has that been? Because we all have those moments sure. where we're like, oh, my gosh, that staff, or oh, my gosh, that group of receivers or tight yeah. ends or linebackers room was so fun. That's got to be the most fun of kind of going back through all 500 of these. Absolutely. And sometimes it's not a reflection on the person, but you're like, I forgot they were on this roster. Like, people mm-hmm. think about this. Just a couple of years ago, 
Adrian Peterson was on this roster right. yeah. because of the broken foot of, of Derrick Henry. You forget about those things. But just the names that. that come up, it's like, when's the last time you heard the name Ropati Patoa Tua? When's the last <laughs> name? Oh, time? yesterday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. Mike and Ropati keep in touch. We sure. Stay we text. <laughs> we text. <laughs> but, you know, Javon Ringer, the running back sure, draft Michigan pick State. from Michigan State. Yeah. Just, you start thinking about all these names and players and people. And, you know, I go back to – um, the Tennessee Oilers days prior to Titan stuff. And I think about there was a guy that was a wide receiver on the practice squad those couple of years named Isaiah Mustafa. That's Isaiah Mustafa, the same guy who has for years been the old Spice guy on television. Wait, seriously? It's yeah. Him. He was in the same locker room with a young Steve McNair and Eddie George and Bruce Matthews and Frank Wycheck yeah, and all those guys. seen those commercials. Yeah. That's, that's our guy. Yeah. This is wild to me. Well, I have no idea. How long have you been working on this weekend for the 500th game? When did you start? I mean, uh, piecing some things together over the summer, but uh, uh, heavily, obviously, in the last couple of weeks. But I've got um, – there'll be one segment, you know, that we do in Titans Countdown where I normally have a feature put to music or things. And I've got – a montage put together to a certain song. Is it true that you had music commissioned for just this? I did you? not. <laughs> um, you got John Williams to I, I to would love to, to be able compose. to afford John to Williams, the multi-Grammy award-winning <laughs> composer who's done so many film right soundtracks. Now the moment you've been waiting for. Yeah. It's not going to be like that, right? No, no. In fact, uh, I'll go ahead and... Uh, give you a tease to this the, the it's 38 special that's what you it is not that. 38 special uh it, it hit me driving into the station one day i'm like oh yeah that'd be perfect for that and it was one of the last performances that queen did and certainly uh at wembley stadium at live aid in 1985 it was fantastic and it's radio gaga by queen wow oh that's all we hear is radio gaga radio goo goo radio goo goo radio gaga the line is radio someone still loves you you wow that's really good that's interesting that's awesome so i found an instrumental version and i'll weave in the hook of the song and uh, so I've, I've got that about halfway done. I'm going to finish that up uh, certainly before Sunday. Oh, the OT people will especially enjoy that coming up on Sunday, 11 a.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. Titans Countdown, uh, 104.5 The Zone in Nashville, and yep. the Titans app. Yep. You can hear it on the Titans app now, That's which right. is pretty exciting, which is a change. Yeah, it's so a great change. wherever you are, you've, uh, you have a chance to do that. Another thing we want to talk about real quickly, too, is um, – we did the OTP that you and I did, Amy, riding in the truck for the Follow Me Through Tennessee series. Right. And we've explained this a little bit. The Follow Me Through Tennessee series is a, is a series of five trips that we took in the offseason with a different guest every time to different restaurants in parts of the state because we're not able to do the caravan like we once could. We still like to get out. We wanted to see people. We're the state's team. And so uh, we had this opportunity to do it. You went on the first trip with me and followed me through Tennessee. Our first one is to the Rose Garden Restaurant. And we, I got the idea from you, oh, Coach Mac. Oh, Mac on. was the, the one on. with we the wreck. The, we oh. went to the Rose Garden Restaurant really? in Silver Point, Tennessee, for pies. Pie. 
It is outstanding. Uh, and I've got to give Doug Matthews all the props because he recruited all across. And uh, when he and I would go to Cookville with Larry Stone to record some of the coach to coach, he said, because I recruited a lot. And you know all the spots. He said, we're pulling over here for some pie. And I said, great, let's do it. <laughs> when you pull up to it, you know you're in a good place because the only thing it says is restaurant. Restaurant. Yep. And the what's the lady's name? Jennifer Lefevre. Mm-hmm. God, they were awesome. Of course, they knew Doug Matthews as soon as we walked in. And then, I mean, that place is outstanding. And the... Y'all just, what would you have? Did you eat lunch? We ate lunch, too. No, we just had, we had 10 different types of pie, Mac. Oh, what do you God. think we ate? Oh, my God. In <laughs> true Amy Wells fashion. The pies were out. That's so cool that y'all went there. That's a real been, place. It might have been a bit of a play on the fact that she was pregnant. Yeah, and needed pie. And well, needed. that's that's a plus, too. Because that's okay. She, she yeah. had been so well behaved through both of her pregnancies. We said, okay, maybe just take a day. Yeah. And, and I did. So I've got to go there next week. I've got to go to Cookville to visit with Larry Stone next week. What kind of pie do you want me to bring you back? Okay, I would like for you to bring me back um, one of the f- the fudges. So either peanut butter or caramel, you choose, dealer's okay. choice. Um, but one of the fudge pies would be really nice. And also, could go. you also bring me some of that um, macaroni and tomato salad? Mm-hmm. It is see. So Didn't they pack you some of that to They go? did pack me some because I'm going through a tomato thing. And the <laughs> macaroni, it's like a pasta salad with just tomatoes. Okay. It's delicious. It's so good. So before we get into their whole menu, just let <laughs> you know, you're going to see it on Titans All Access <laughs> this weekend. Amy and I, our conversation from my truck, which outlines her entire career. It's a pretty good conversation. Nice. It's an OTP. You can find all of this on the Titans YouTube channel, which is something that I don't know that all of the OT people know about, but you should. Yes. Uh, you should subscribe to the Titans YouTube channel. You can find everything we do there. I'm subscribed to it and have been for a while. There's actually good content dropping on there every all day. The time. Yeah. Yes. Press conferences. You got it. Our shows, different features. Coach mm-hmm. Mack doing the. It's uh, easy to find too. It's mm-hmm. yeah because it's the Titans YouTube channel. Yeah. So yeah. I uh, beg your pardon. I never promised you a rose right, garden. Well, right nah. off exit two seventy three. They have a Titans helmet in there now. Nice. They do, and we're proud of them. And thanks to them, and and hopefully you'll watch and and enjoy uh, that. Also. Can we stay one more time about this place? The Rose Garden? Yeah. Okay, what about it? Did Mike Keith ask you what you wanted from there? No, but well, I'm, I'm watching my I'm girlish just, figure. I'm just checking to see because he didn't ask me either. Well, but you Do you want some of my pie? I won't eat a whole pie. And then, and, yes, you will. And then, <laughs> and then Amy went in on the macaroni and tomatoes, which, by the way, are outstanding because we had lunch there, too. Well, but, I'm told the breakfast is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. I mean, I'm. That's so cool that y'all well, wait till you see where all we went. I mean, it's pretty. The the series is pretty remarkable. We'll drop one a month, and I took a different person every single yeah, time. Yeah, you have a special guest with you right? every time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Every time. That's it's outstanding. A, and they get to tell their stories. And uh, we might have gone to Big Ed's Pizza in Oak Ridge, mm. maybe. But anyway, if you go see them at the Rose Garden, tell them we said hello right off exit two seventy three in Silver Point, Tennessee which is Putnam County, by the way. Um, Excited, too, to make sure that all the OT people know you want to be in your seat at Nissan Stadium by 1155 on Sunday for the game with the Chargers because at 1157, Kristen Chenoweth will be singing the national anthem. Which is such a big 
deal. Huge deal. Huge deal. She's incredible. She's incredible. And she's an incredible singer. So, I mean, just hearing that will be excellent. But, I mean, she she is like Broadway royalty. Oh, she's yes. a star. This is, I mean, this is a big deal. And I know there aren't as many people geeking out about this like no, I, I am. No, a- a- Amy, I think there are a lot of people geeking out about it because... They know her from Wicked. Yeah. You, you mentioned they know her from Glee. Television, yep. movies. She's yeah. done it all. She's yes. been yeah. in everything. And she's she's one of those people because she's four foot ten mm-hmm. and because she has this incredibly powerful voice and the great personality and all of this. I mean, she's a star. Oh, yeah. And and it's really, it's an exciting thing. So you want to be in your seat on time for that. I'm going to try and introduce myself. Are you really? Yeah. Why not? Typically, shoot your shot. Typically, the talent for those things is just a few booths down from no, us. No, she's too big of a deal. She's uh, on no, the other side yeah, of the she's stadium. Got a, yeah, she's, she's too got big a little, of a deal. She's got a little different thing. But I'm wondering oh, if I could man. just conveniently place myself in her path for like five minutes. Well, the good news is her cousin Rick Chenoweth will be two booths down from us, so we'll get to visit <laughs> with cousin <laughs> Rick. Hi, Rick. Rick. <laughs> Pleasure Rick to meet Chenoweth. you, sir. Yes. <laughs> Do you have the, quite the powerful <laughs> voice like your sister does? No, he's actually a NASCAR driver. <laughs> Rick Chenoweth, don't you remember? Remember? Yes. <laughs> he drives for petty racing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not a real person, but I just thought I would throw that out. Yeah, she's a Midwestern girl. I've got to go introduce myself. Seat Geek is now the official, t- speaking of geeking out, Seat Geek <laughs> is now the official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. That's right. The deal is finalized. And Seat Geek is the newest member of the Titans family. If you haven't heard the name yet, get used to it because you'll be hearing it a lot more this season. Whether you're buying or selling tickets to Titans games or any live event in Nashville, SeatGeek is the place to do it. SeatGeek, the new official ticketing partner of the Tennessee Titans. So Titans fans can fan. Do it again. So Titans fans can fan. Well done. All right. Wasn't on me. Wasn't on you. (laughs) All right. Do it again. Coach Mack, Chargers' new offensive and defensive coordinator. Derek Ansley is the defensive coordinator. He was promoted. But he's not. But he's not? It's, uh, the head coach calls the defense, Okay. Too. Well, that's the point. There's not really going to be any change in their defense. There you go. Offensively, Kellen Moore comes over from Dallas. Big change. Big change. What did you see in their loss to Miami, and what do you expect to see from the Chargers offensively that is different than what we saw when we played them in Los Angeles on December 18th. Uh, they're going to really lean on the run game. The run game, I mean, Kellen Moore brought this from Dallas. You know, when he had Ezekiel Elliott and they were really rolling, he, they're going to lean on the run game heavily. Now, they've got one of the premier young quarterbacks in the league in Justin Herbert, and Keenan Allen is, I think, one of the most nuanced receivers in this league. So they can still spin it down the field. they got a big combat catcher in Williams, but – you're gonna. We, we're gonna stop the run. We're gonna have to stop the run. And he's he is very very, uh, I, I would say forceful with his run game calls early on to set up his offense. That's the way he was at Dallas when Dallas was really running good. You know, with, with Ezekiel Elliott, he's got Austin Eckler now that he can lean on to do this. So just get ready to strap up and play the run early on. But. They can go downtown with it because, look, Justin Herbert can make every throw that you want to make. But it's a little bit more emphasis on the run game to set up the throw. 
If Eckler's ankle does not allow him to play, how much does that change their run game? It changes it some. Joshua Kelly is a bigger back than, than Eckler is. Uh, Eckler is, is, is really kind of like – I'm not going to say he's right at the tier of McCaffrey, but he's right kind of there in that, in that group that he can – run the ball but he's a he's excellent excellent out of the backfield receiving he's he's a he's a deadly dangerous dude on screen game either a, a screen on one side of the the formation or especially the cross the formation screens where you can lose him a little bit it changes them a little bit just because he's a he's a premier player in this league let me ask you a question about fantasy rat fantasy football Justin Herbert, their quarterback, where does he rate in terms of quarterbacks for what he does statistically for a fantasy team, tying that to his overall level of production on a week-to-week basis? He is not one of the top-tier guys. Typically, that's going to be, except last week, the Joe Burrows of the world. Mahomes. Mahomes, for sure. Uh, But he is probably at the top of that next tier in terms of what point value that you can expect him to bring to you. In fact, I had uh, I had Justin Herbert on a fantasy team early on in his career, and uh, he would typically average 22 to 25 points uh, per game in a PPR league. Wow. He's big, too. That's a good athlete. He can run, too. I mean, th- this guy's a total package. He really is. You know, there was a run there of those quarterbacks that are now kind of the young guns that, are, that have established themselves in the league, and he's, he's one of them. All right, let's talk about their pass rushers. And we're, we're really talking about Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa that stand out the most. Yes. You used the term speed to power, and that was obviously some challenge for the Titans tackles last week in New Orleans. What, what does that mean when you're talking about speed to power, and what is that challenge when you talk about Andre Dillard and Chris Hubbard and what they're going to face from Mack and Bosa. For offensive tackles, speed to power guys are always a challenge because they are guys that are strong enough in the lowers to be able to get into you, all right, get into you immediately. So you've got to be prepared to take the shock initially and then be prepared for the secondary move. Most big speed to power guys, they're going to start in your face a lot. And and, and, and a lot of your a lot of your uh, Great pass rushers are either one or two categories. They're either motorcycle bend guys on the edge that are skim the edge guys, or they are speed to power guys. And speed to power guys always give space tackles problems because when you're in space, you want to be able to take away either the inside or the outside, but the speed part of it and the power comes right down your middle. It comes right down your middle, and it's that initial shock that you've got to be able to set all of your cleats in the ground and be able to withstand that first one, get the hands out, extend them, and knock them off, and then be able to counter yourself once they make the counter move. Great speed-to-power rushers are great extension guys. In other words, they don't when, – when the, with the power comes a huge extension that – that shoots their hands into your chest, knocks you back, but don't get real close to you where you can grab them. Uh, so both of these guys, that's what both of these guys, Bosa and Mac, have made their living off of. And it, it's you've got to be – you've really got to be on your game physically and mentally as a tackle against these players because, I mean, it's kind of like a boxer getting punched in the face over and over and over again. You've got to be willing to – take and give the punch 
you know, because there, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of finesse involved with speed to power guys. If the OT people Googled speed to power rusher, who's the first guy would come up as the primary example? No, Reggie White. Okay. I mean, that's a so little, that gives you a great mental picture. That's, that's a yeah. mental picture of what I mean, it, it, Reggie White. I mean, that, that 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 that's the epitome. That's the apex. That's the apex of it. You know, it's what you're it's what you're looking at. A, a bend edge guy, like I talk about, would be think of a Von Miller, a guy that's just real Gumby like that. The left knee on that motorcycle lean hits the ice and can continue to run the arc. But think of big Reggie White. Good stuff. That was a good question. Thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. How hey. was the answer? Oh, it was fine. Yeah. Well, okay, I was thanks. able to <laughs> ask that good question because I had my Duncan this morning. Ah. Yeah. It's always game on with Duncan, so grab a coffee and kick off the action, whether that's drinking a cup of Duncan on your way to the game or grabbing one to go before watching the game at home. Duncan is always there to help you get your game on, just like the pros. We need to be at our best come game time which is why Duncan is the most important part of your game day ritual because it's always the best call for football. America runs on Duncan. Uh, Titans make a practice squad move. They bring Jacques Patrick back. Uh, they let Jordan Ruse, the veteran offensive lineman, go to make room for him. That seems to be because of the, the Tajay Spears injury and some concern about whether he'll be able to go or not. Uh, Start with you, Coach. If Spears can't play and they have to call up Patrick, how much does that change what Tim Kelly does in his offense overall? Well, you got Julius Chestnut. I mean, Chestnut will still, you know, still able to do the things that that Ty. We saw during the preseason, Ty J and Chestnut, you know, kind of going back and forth doing the same thing. So, uh, it 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 probably won't change it, you know, a whole lot uh, because you've got a guy in Chestnut that's been here that has been understands what's going on and can do some of the same things. Does it mean more Derrick Henry in more situations? Well, it depends. You know, Derrick Henry is always – this offense is going to lean on Derrick Henry constantly. But I think the way the game evolves is going to depend on that a whole lot too. But uh, I don't ever see this offense, as long as he's here, this offense getting away from Derrick Henry. Ryan Tannehill has had a tough week. Uh, No question about it. Sunday was not good for him. He said as much. The head coach said as much. His press availability on Wednesday was – he was not a happy guy. He he dealt with the questions, and then he finally had enough of it. If you're a head coach, Dave McGinnis, how have you handled Ryan Tannehill this week? Well, first of all, you've got to be very honest with him because he's honest with himself. This is a veteran quarterback. This isn't a guy that's brand new to it. And he's not brand new to the peaks and valleys of playing quarterback in the National Football League. It comes with it. And, and, when, you, and when, you have a, when you have a bad game and you have a poor performance, uh, you're the first one that steps up and says, I'm not happy with this at all. And it, there's nothing – you can't hide in the National Football League as a coach, as a player, because it's all out there for everybody to see. And the best way to handle it, which all – the best pros I've been around do, which Ryan Tannehill is, step, I, I didn't have a good game, and I'm not happy with it. And so you go to work to fix it. But the thing that you can't do, you cannot do. Now, everybody else can if they want to, you know, if, if that's how, they're, if that's how they're, they're bent towards doing. You can't just keep hammering the same thing. You know, you got to work on it. you got to work to get it fixed. But uh, he was not happy with his performance and stepped up right away and said it. And uh, so I expect him to bounce back. We've seen him bounce back before. 
Matt Hasselbeck was our guest on the Mike Vrabel show on Monday, the former NFL quarterback. And you also heard that on the OTP if you had a chance to listen to the one earlier this week. And, and he made the point that a lot of times veteran quarterbacks who get a veteran receiver, who's that number one guy, sometimes get in the habit of trying to feed those guys too much early because they're trying to build that bond. If, if there's something to that, how do you handle that in week two if you're Ryan Tannehill? Well, again, still playing quarterback in this league, if you've got a main guy, I mean, you're going to try to throw it to him, but you, you don't throw it to him if he's not open. And so you got to you got to spread it around. You got five eligible receivers, and, right. and most offenses, like all of them, you know, have <laughs> complementary routes for everything that goes on. So if you get zeroed in on a guy, but you start forcing the the, the thing to him, uh, sometimes what happens is is you're maybe not seeing the other picture of guys being there. So when you go back and you look at the film and look. D Hop is going to get his throws. Right. He's going to get he's going to get his throws. But when you're looking at it, you know, from a thirty thousand point view, as the quarterback himself, you're looking at it going, you know what? I might should have backed off of that throw and thrown it here to this crossing route. Or the next time, you know, what I will do, I will look to the crossing route first, and maybe that safety will come down on that, and then I can get D Hop one on one. It all, I mean, it's always it's like an amoeba. It's an ever changing thing. But you, there's never an offense that's been designed to throw to just one person all the time. 13 targets out of his 34 throws were Hopkins. Hopkins caught seven for 65. Who's the biggest beneficiary in the review of that in terms of the ball distribution maybe being slightly different? Well, you've, you've got you've, you've to put Traylon in there, and okay. then you've got to put the tight end in there you know, just starting to look at it. And then, you know, one of the bigger plays that we had in the game was that was the screen to, you know, the, the screen to Derrick Henry. You talk about Ty J. Spears not being in there. Ty J. Spears, you know, that's one of his strengths uh, is, is being able to run the route tree out of the backfield. We saw a couple of plays schemed up in the second half for both of those players that I just mentioned. And so there'll be some more, you know, for the other targets. And D Hop will get plenty of his and he'll produce when he gets them. I did notice at practice that the way that Ryan Tannehill was interacting with some of the other guys, the tight ends, some of the other receivers and things like that was a little bit different than what I've noticed previously in that they were really getting together and talking about things that seem, I mean, I couldn't hear them, but talking <laughs> about things that seemed to be more specific to a specific route, him kind of showing what he needed and then the other guy emulating that. Um, spent a lot of time on the field after practice working with guys kind of talking about going through routes and what that would look like and Ryan's like walking through it on the field and then someone else walking through it on the field it was something I had never noticed before and it might have just been that I was engaged and really watching that but I also think that that might be a direct result of trying to build some of that chemistry, trying to build some of that relationship with some of the other guys as well. It's a good point. Yeah. It's a really good point because I think, Rhett, something that gets lost, and we touched on this with Matt Hasselbeck in the conversation, is that it is a new offense. And so what your particular looks are for everybody, what the quarterback's looking for, what the receivers are trying to do, it's a little bit different. Matt Hasselbeck went through that in that first game in Jacksonville in 2011 because he showed up after the lockout. 
new staff. There had been no off-season program. Yeah, that's tough. And, yeah. and for th- you may remember this game, yeah, Coach. For three quarters, I mean, the Titans could hardly complete a pass, seemingly. And then in the fourth quarter, it started to happen. He hit an 80-yarder to Kenny Britt, and some other things started working. And by the end of the game, you felt like if there had been one more quarter, <laughs> that the Titans would have won the game. Then the next week... Hasselbeck went out against Baltimore and threw for 358 yards. Now, I'm not saying that's what Tannehill's necessarily going to do this weekend. You certainly hope so. He's going against a secondary that gave up 466 passing (laughs) yards last week. Um, But the point being, the step for everybody, while, while Ryan did not have a good game, the step for everybody to take Amy's point further could be big this week based on the fact that now they've done it. Well, and, and you're right because that's what Matt Hasselbeck was pointing to. You, you we talked about a particular situation that involved him and his time here as a Titan and then his analysis and just looking at things from week one of the regular season to week two and the adjustments that are made and in, improvements that are made because some of that cohesion starts to, to get together. And a lot of quarterbacks had trouble in week one. Well, uh, you Joe got the highest-paid quarterback in the league had a real problem that has been, you know, Joe Burrow has been everybody's darling. Uh, we had a ball game on Monday night where you had a quarterback that had a real issue. The quarterback's going to have issues in this league. I mean, they right. just are. That's just the way – that's just what's going to happen. But it's, it's how you – uh, to Amy's point, it's how you respond the week after, how you bounce back. I mean, Ryan Tannehill started responding on the trip back. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, I, uh, you know, everybody's got a tablet now, and then they're they were back there in a the ball game. When you lose, there's not a whole lot of talking going on. There's a lot of tablets on, and there's a lot of talking back and forth. You know, with the players and the coaches, and so the the, the trying to get that right as to what happened down there at the Mercedes Benz Dome started on that plane ride back. Well, and he he's a proud guy. He's a professional. You know, he's he's a guy that wants to. Uh, help this team win no matter what. I mean, we saw that in the last Chargers game where he played with what turned out to be a severely injured ankle, as we found out from the procedure that he had to have right after the fact. Um, yeah, he'll, I mean, he'll be ready. I don't, I don't think there's any question. Anybody here at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park believes that Ryan Tannehill is going to be ready to go on Sunday against the Chargers. Sure. I mean, that's because you get to this level, either as a coach or a player, when I mean, there's a reason you make it to this level, it's because you're able to persevere through the hard times. And so last week was a hard time. Last week was a hard time indeed. But this week is different. It is. It's, it's a home game. 500th game. It's the 500th game. It's a home game. Kristen Chenoweth is going to sing the anthem. There's magic in the air, Mike. Now, I hope so. It begins the 25th season of Titans football at Nissan State. It's hard to believe. Pretty wild. It's hard to believe. I hope it's as good as the first regular season game at, at the stadium. 36-35? 36-35. Uh, Over the Bengals. Yeah, that was a great game. Too close. Well, it was too, cl- and the, here's, too close. Here's the funny thing, though. <laughs> too close. Amy. The Titans led that game 26-7. to Oh. Yeah, because they had third overall pick Akili Smith involved in that game early on. Jeff Blake comes in and starts lighting it well, up. Well, Jeff Blake, the story is Jeff Blake's the starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. The, the Titans, the Oilers, always had trouble with Jeff Blake. And Jeff Blake gets it rolling 
he actually threw a ball like 80 yards in the air to Darnay Scott for a touchdown that got called back for a hold. And, but otherwise, he's rolling. He develops cramps mm. and has to come out of the game. If they had taken the lead at the point this happened, if he doesn't develop cramps, the Titans don't win that game. But he, these are the little things that happen on the way to a championship season that fall in your favor. So Blake has to come out. They put in Scott Covington and, right. a, and a Keeley Smith because that was the days of the old third quarterback third quarterback, rule, yeah. That the third quarterback couldn't come into the fourth quarter. And right. once the third quarterback enters, the other two can't come back in the game. Oh, That was the rule at the yep. time. And the Titans rallied from nine points down. They gave up 28 straight points. Booed Steve McNair, who threw for 341. Yeah. The Titans scored 10 points down the stretch. Aldel Greco makes a field goal in the final seconds. Titans win 36-35. We get the news the next day that Steve McNair needs back surgery. And so he flies to Los Angeles and has back surgery. And they said he'll, he'll be out six weeks that, and that he'll come back right after the bye. He would miss five games. Neil O'Donnell played the five games. We went four and one. And then coming out of the bye on Halloween against the Rams, who we would later play in the Super Bowl, uh, Steve McNair leads the Titans to a 24-21 to 21 win. I'm so glad the Titans got the win in that game. Let's pick a different game to hope that this one is like. Well, I, I'm just saying for the fan <laughs> like, base. I, I mean, it's for magical. For the fan base, yeah. I hope it's that exciting, and I hope it's a win. Yes. How, however it gets there. Now, would I prefer 42-7? to seven? Yes. I would prefer 42 to nothing, okay. and everyone is happy and healthy on the other mm. side. Great. That's what I want. Okay. And Kristen Chenoweth sings a couple more songs. You want Christian Chenoweth to do it to, to what do they call it when they call him back out? An encore? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And you go be friends with her. And, and then we'll after the game, Rick Chenoweth comes <laughs> down <laughs> and is on NASCAR driver. Yeah, and yeah. he's on the post game. Oh, Rick Chenoweth yes. swings by <laughs> for a post game visit with this us. This sounds like a great day to me. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> it sounds like the end of the official Titans podcast <laughs> for Coach Dave McGinnis, Brett Bryan, and Amy Wells. I'm Mikey, thanking you, the OT people, for putting up with us as you listen to the OTP. Sign up.